0: Hello and welcome. Trees dropping at the movies. I'm
1: Mike, and I'm Jose,
0: and we are going to talk about First Man. Yes, which is much hyped, much marketed, much critically acclaimed. Uh, people or at talk... least,
1: according to the poster, I right? we actually, I actually haven't read any reviews. i
0: read nothing, but they uh, th- yeah. that's in the water. Hmm. Um, Looked very exciting from the trailers, I thought. Um, I mean, I, I, not to the point where I was crazy about seeing it, but I, th- I thought it looked like it had drama going on. Um,
1: I love Ryan Gosling. So actually, at the moment, I'm prepared to see anything he's in.
0: I like Ryan Gosling a lot. And I like Claire Foy an awful lot as well. I mean, we both loved her yeah, yeah, yeah. in Unsane, the, the, uh, the termite
1: yeah. um, I Soderbergh l- film. I love them both in this. Uh, so
0: so this is it's by uh, Damien Chazelle uh, not, not written by him but directed by him um, who is famous for La La Land Lala La Land and Whiplash yes and the talk is cause they were both nominated for Best Picture yes and the talk is that this will be nominated for Best Picture again and like what's a one two three hit that is like has anyone else with their first three features had three nominations for Best Picture I don't know I'm not sure that there has been um, so you know and it looks likely that it will be nominated Either way, the the, the critics um, are really liking it, and, and there's there's an awful lot of talk about Damien Chazelle. Um, I loved Whiplash. Mm. Couldn't get through La La Land. I probably was a bit unfair to La La Land, but still, it just I, I couldn't take it. Yes, you obviously love La, La La Land. Thing, yes. What did you do? Make of Whiplash. I, lo- I loved I love Whiplash as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this film. First man says to me, "The guy's not a great director."
1: I'm I'm not convinced of that. Okay. Um, you know, and and kind of we should discuss it. I think I think this is one of those films where the advertising is slightly misleading mm. because I think it has it has it has a two pronged kind of narrative through line. Right, one is about family yeah and more concretely kind of marriage i think you know and the other one is about this process of going to the moon about you know kind of uh neil armstrong uh and his role in the various tests and so on that kind of led to the moon landing
0: hmm. it's a neil armstrong biopic
1: it's a neil armstrong biopic but, uh uh But I think it's important to say it's not an action movie, you know, it's not an action spectacle, though actually some of the scenes are indeed very spectacular, but they're spectacular to the eye. They're not, you know, necessarily things that will make you viscerally excited, yeah? Mm -hmm. Though They might, but I don't think that's the onus of them. And actually what I was surprised in watching the movie is how much of it was about the interrelationship between family life and particularly kind of marriage and you know neil armstrong's going to the moon mm. i i i was really i i made a, a point that's uh, you know early on in the film of just uh keeping track of how often the wedding rings are pictured and it's over and over and over and over and over again and they're glistening and they're foregrounded and, Mm. yeah, kind of, you know. uh, uh, And and then actually at the beginning I was thinking, why is it doing this? Yeah, like, you know, because I I expected the the Claire Foy character who plays the wife, you know, to be, like, completely tokenistic and, you know, I mean, he'd kiss her, go to the moon and come back, really. Um, Really? That's, That's really not what the thing of this,
0: like, this, like, it's... It's all about the the family and
1: well that's what I mean but I mean
0: I, I would I what I mean is that's what I expected from beforehand like oh I didn't the, expect the that. thing about going and and yeah the 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 drama certainly around the danger of it you know it's totally uncharted going to the moon and is he going to die is he yeah um, you know which the film brings up eventually but um uh, that's the kind of thing I expected you know um, the, I think the 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 way the family is integrated you can kind of compare to Apollo thirteen, for instance, in which mm. again it's the same thing, like it's all about reuniting the family at the end, you know. And um
1: But this is not all about reuniting the family. Um
0: well I have my problems. But I think I think the comparison's there and and certainly just in terms of my expectations, mm. you know, I think it's not unprecedented that like the family is the focus or a focus.
1: Well for me it is because the I mean, it's not that it's without precedent or anything. But, you know, the poster is Ryan Gosling in a space suit, right?
0: Sure, but then there's also... Everyone has talked about Claire Foy. It's not like she's been invisible in any of the advertising and any of the hype. People are constantly talking about Claire Foy is great in this. And, and that speaks to the size of her role in it.
1: Okay. You know well, I mean? listen, it took me by surprise. Okay. You know? Fair enough. Nice. Um, and, and, and actually, it kind of was a welcome surprise. Uh, I kind of, I like the way that that whole thing is done. Um, I kind of liked the recessiveness of the tone, right? Um, you know, it speaks very much of a period and a way of being, you know, it's kind of like a Henry Fonda character. You know, these men who can't speak their feelings, you know, but who love. Uh, and who love deeply. Uh, I, I really, I really liked all of that about the film. But I, that's not what I expected. I disagree
0: that it's, that actually that's what it does, and this is, I think it's what it's kind of trying to do or hinting at doing. But um, I think it's a major major problem with the film that I don't know who this guy is.
1: Oh, I feel well. I feel what, I do. It's
0: like what you were saying about you've been saying recently about various performances being opaque, yes, rather than transparent. I feel like the film is opaque in this case. I don't come out with an understanding of who Neil Armstrong is really or why he's interesting or why I should have cared about him. Um, Oh, you see. Well, okay. well, We'll have
1: have stuff to talk about. Well,
0: so so the question is, um, one of the questions is, why is he going to the moon? I said to you about 20 minutes in, he's such a passenger. He's so passive in his own life. Like, I don't get any kind of sense of force of will or personality from this guy. Not to say that he should be in charge of everything, but... Things just happen to him, and he goes along. No, I don't... You know, th- he's told by his superiors, you're doing this, you're on this team, you're doing that. And there's no... I get no sense of of what his uh, wishes and desires um, are inside. I can't get it... I could not get into his head. I didn't feel like I understood why he wanted to do this. Like It's such a huge thing, going to the moon. And the film somehow makes it feel like... It's, it's
1: not actually that special. Well, like I don't, just I don't agree. It. I mean, you know, and maybe we're not used... Maybe American cinema has become so bombastic and absurd, you know, that we then have trouble understanding something that speaks more softly. Because I think you get a very good sense of who this character is. You know, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's somebody who's been in the war, you know, who's kind of fascinated by science... Yeah, who loves his family, who's kind of heartbroken, you know, by what's happened to his family and that there was no way to help, you know, save his little girl. And he's just constantly kind of immersed in, in his work, right? Um, he's always reading, he's always gazing, he's always problem solving, he's always studying. And actually, that's one of the things that I liked about this film that it values intelligence and knowledge and curiosity. You know, that it's not about dummies pressing buttons and going faster. You know, kind of, that's one of the things I really loved about it. And you get the sense that that's who he is. And he's very quiet, you know, and he's always listening, you know, but that doesn't mean that he's not thinking or that he's not thinking intelligently. And actually kind of, you know, part of him being so quiet is obviously, you know, part of the flaw in his character in relation to his marriage he can't speak to his children I thought you know the moment where you know Claire Foy forces him to talk to his children before he goes on his last mission and you know the little boy extends his hand to me that spoke volumes really about you know the kind of person who that, that, that he is
0: there were elements of that that I liked I did like that scene more for the for the force of personality I suppose of Claire Foy that she pushes him into it that you know I mean he is obviously uh, incapable of speaking to his family really but actually to the point where I kind of thought why obviously he loves his family and the film keeps on returning you to to just shots of his family hmm. um but uh I I get no sense of chemistry between between the two of them
1: oh again I um, I get very little
0: sense of chemistry between him and his kids I, uh-huh. think it's, I think the film is telling you that's, that's there. But actually, I don't feel like... I mean, I don't feel like um, they love each other, really. Oh, I like know. Right, right at the end of the film, uh, you know, it's kind of spoilers, but, you know, we kind of know the story. But the, the very last um, shots of the film, where he's in quarantine, having returned from the moon, and she comes into the room, and they, you know, sort of... They kiss their hands and touch the glass, and that's it. I felt nothing. I felt nothing. um. I didn't feel like this was this this was somehow their their relationship had improved or anything had been kind of resolved or developed in it. I, I felt nothing about that. Well,
1: I I uh, I did, um, and I think it's one of the most fascinating things about the film, and to me, it's a major reason to see it. You know, because I think it is a film about marriage, not courtship, not falling in love. You know, not like you know, reuniting with your family or whatever. It is actually about marriage, you know, and the film returns to it over again. You know, I married him for his security. At the beginning when they play the music and they dance, you can see how much they love each other. Also, you know, it kind of, it begins in a moment of crisis. They've just lost their child, right? Um, You know, and then kind of, she's quickly pregnant again. So I think that there are all of these things about him. And then, you know, the way that the scenes in the house are filmed, as he gets more and more embroiled in the space mission, the house becomes cooler and it almost like um, visually deteriorates. So it not, it's not just that the house is dark and empty and you have these those continuous shots of that corridor where the children run off to and so on. Um, uh, uh, but it's also like the quality of the image is grainy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of, you know, this is a home that's kind of, you know dark and sad and alienating and you know claire foy's holding all of it together on her own i love the way that she smokes and her nervousness you know and her 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 um eye you know she all of a sudden kind of she'll look very directly right so i mean part of what's interesting to me is also how his actions things that he feels very deeply and can't communicate and that he's immersing himself in work to deal with, you know, how much they're affecting her. And, you know, and and how actually kind of all of that speaks to kind of love, really, but it's a kind of a more of a quiet love. It's a love in marriage, right? you know, when she marches up to find out what's happened to him in one of those trials where they cut off the radio communication, I think you do get a sense of all of this feeling, while at the same time you also get a sense This is a marriage that might be on the verge of falling apart, Hmm. you know, which is why I think that last scene where he goes to the quarantine is so moving. I think they should
0: later get divorced in real life.
1: Ah, well, um... you know, you see in this moment that there's this hesitancy, right? Um, And, you know, kind of there's a little bit of anger from her at him, you know, and he's the one who extends his hand first, Hmm. you know, which I thought was just lovely.
0: I saw all of it, but I didn't feel any of it, and it felt actually by the numbers to a point. I felt like, um, and in a sense, this is kind of what I mean about about Chazelle not being a great director. That it's it's like the film is doing an impression of those things somehow, and it's and it's kind of superficially resembles what a great film should look like, and it and I don't feel any of it. Um,
1: I can see that a little bit. So I mean, there were things. That annoyed me very much. Okay. Good. Right? Um, so, I don't like all the shaky cam. No. You know? And there were moments where you thought, okay, I can see what the, the shaky cam is doing when, you know, when the spaceship is hurtling down to the earth. But why is it bloody shaking on the street? <laughs> yeah? Like, I mean, I just couldn't get it. Right? Like, the, you know, there were moments where... Just like, just,
0: just like a long shot held from afar of the family at the table or something oh. is just shaking very slightly Yeah, I, I don't get why the aesthetic is extending to that mm. it, when they're in the ships this is something that I did like about the aesthetic is um, there is there's a, there's a lot of time that you spend in uh, aircraft and in spaceships and they are travelling at high speed or there's some kind of catastrophe going on they're having to having to try and manoeuvre and manipulate things and stop themselves from spinning and so on and so forth um, and and you see very little of that from outside the ship. It's not an action scene, like you say. It's not an action movie. Um, this is all done with extreme close-up inside the cockpit. Uh, you get these close-ups on Gosling's face or whoever else's face and these extreme close-ups of the various dials saying alarm and showing the altitude and showing the gimbals of the, mm. you know the, your orientation, this, that and the other. Um, so in terms of... I mean, actually, I think you get a decent sense of... Of how that corresponds to what's actually happening, like if you were to look at it from the outside. I think the film does a decent job of communicating exactly what the issues are that they're facing, mm. uh, which is a bit of an achievement, I suppose. Um, and and I, I like that sense of of keeping it inside and and showing the the showing it as a, a almost like a very individual problem to be overcome. I mean, like you hear sort of Houston on the radio, talking to them every now and again. They can't really do anything. So mm. It's very much that this person has to face this issue right now. And you get a sense of physicality to it mm. as well, which I like. Um, but there were points in it as well where the shaky cam is, is so... It's, ha- it, it, it's so shaky <laughs> that actually I, I, lost, it, I lost immersion because what I then kind of imagined was the camera operator... Standing there, just shaking a camera. Yes. Like, I, it made me imagine something very silly yeah. <laughs> happening, which which kind of broke my immersion a little bit.
1: Yes, well, the, uh, there were many things like that that I didn't like. I, You know, I also thought, you know, whoever was the focus puller either didn't do a very good job, no. you know, or if this was uh, premeditated, then I don't get the reason for it. No, absolutely Right, no. because, you know, it's almost like... Um, you're shown shots and they're completely out of focus, you know, and then there's dialogue. And then by the time the dialogue's over or something, by the time that the film has made its point, then it goes into focus. There's, I, think, I think we're thinking of the
0: same shot. There's one shot in uh, uh, the command center where it, it, the, the people are sitting in the various banks of, you know, computers or, or screens or whatever. And, and there's one person at the back in the background, who's saying a line, and the camera's on the guy in the middle ground, and then it's when he finishes saying the line, the camera's finally focused on him. I don't get that. Why mm. was that allowed to happen? to yes. make any sense.
1: Yes, it's, it's weird, because, you know, so many other things are so clearly and well thought through. I actually do think that the film has... Um,
0: I think the aesthetic is lazy.
1: Yes. It has some, it has some very striking imagery. And I think a lot of effort has gone into creating. But actually, it's not imagery with narrative force, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of... You know, so a lot of those shots of just, you know, the horizon, and I don't know if it's, you call it the aurora borealis or whatever, but just, you know, the the light going over the earth, right? You know... Uh, oh, or
0: just like the haze of the atmosphere. The haze
1: of the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 faces and the reflections on the glass, right? You know, I I kind of I thought, oh my god, this is a very striking imagery, and then you think, well, but what's it doing? Mm. And you come a little bit short, right? Like I, for example, I didn't like all of those mirror images on the casket at the end. Yeah, mm. uh, I think it was just kind of overdone. Um, so so I, I do I do have issues, and I think you're right that. Um, the film could have been more could have, could have played with your emotions more strongly, though it's not necessarily a bad thing that it does, but it's certainly some th- a problem with audiences. It doesn't give them much to latch on to.
0: I think there's a problem with the casting, and I will very rarely say this about Ryan Gosling, but I think he's badly cast. and I think the reason for that is that it kind of informs. A sort of quiet storytelling that is made very little of in this. So what I mean by that is, is when you think about Gosling, um, what you think about is is stillness. That's what he. That's that's his kind of mode, very often, and um, you kind of think of like the Kuleshov effect and things like how he reacts. Oh, Invisibly sometimes, or not at all. And he has this stillness of his face and, and audiences build an interpretation of, of of who he is and what he's thinking based on everything around him. But actually he's doing so little. He's providing this, this kind of blank canvas. I think that's taken to like an extreme in First Man where there is so little around him that it it is just blank. I felt... He felt very, very empty to me. Mm. Um, and... I think he's used badly. I'm not sure exactly how critical to be of this because it's like saying I imagined a different film to this. Ultimately, like it's not giving the film the respect of saying this is what it was trying to do. By saying you know I wanted someone with more personality, I wanted someone with more kind of character, I wanted to know who this person was more. But I think um, the, the 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 sort of stillness that the film is trying to work with. I think it just fails.
1: I don't think it's a problem uh, uh, with Gosling, but I think you may be right that it is a problem with the film.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying like he's giving a bad performance, but like once you have him in a film, you sort of build something that is like a Ryan Gosling character, if you see what I mean, or try and make a Ryan Gosling type film.
1: I mean, I think he's a great actor and he can communicate everything, but he's definitely a minimalist. I, you know, so for example, in The Place Beyond the Pines, right he's very soft spoken yeah and mm-hmm. so on but like every time i mean he's communicating with his body you know but then there are moments like when he cries at his son's baptism you know and he just turns to the camera and does it right you know there's no equivalent here so you know here what you have is a recessive character who's depicted to us recessively whilst even at the same time as we're being told that, you know, he's got all this inner turmoil. The film actually doesn't show it to us. Yeah,
0: that's kind of yeah. what I'm getting at. Like, and I suppose, in a way, this is a little bit like what I said about the film's relationship to sort of cliches of the genre, that there is a superficial use of them and actually no understanding of what makes them work. So there's a superficial use of Ryan Gosling that he looks like he does in other films. He looks like he's given the same sort of performance and everything around him looks like it's doing the same sort of thing, like trying to ask questions of the character that he doesn't answer, that, that leave kind of things up to the audience. It doesn't understand how that works in his other films.
1: Mm. I, think, I, think, I, I think... I think you think it has a lot pro- less
0: of a sense of who Neil Armstrong is in this than um, Joe was in Blade Runner, for instance. Mm. And I don't think it's down to Ryan Gosling's performance. I think he's... Do it, he's working with the material. Yes, the material's
1: I'm, not there. Well, you may be right, um, but let, let's talk about some of the things that I really did like about the film, actually, because you know the film really makes a point about. I think the film is an implicit critique of America now. You know, so it's a place where everyone's super smart and everyone's idealistic. You know, and even the criticisms of it are in a way. Kind of uh, trot it out, yeah. Like too much money is being spent here that could be used in that, in other things, mm. you know. Kind of the space program is for white people only, um, you know. But on the other hand, what you have is like you know a, a super intelligent people trying to learn things to kind of find a way forward and to explore, you know, and to and to learn, you know. And it's not kind of Stormy Daniel pussy grabbing kind of adoration of money you know with 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 you know being driven by by just greed right so um and 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 i thought it was so interesting that kind of they used JFK's speech um you know to kind of bring it all back at the end i thought uh i, I loved all of that
0: i um it, it's funny because there was a lot of criticism uh from right-wing snowflakes in america hmm. um uh about the fact they don't show the flag being planted in the moon. And this became, for about two weeks, a source of great controversy and think pieces and Christ knows what. Um, you know, how dare you not show this? It's the whole point of the moon landing is, we took over the moon, blah, 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 America. And um, Ryan Gosling said something which really pissed me off, which was that we think this has been seen in retrospect more as a human achievement than an American one. And my response to that as an English person was, I don't really want the moon landing thanks very much. Like, you keep it. Like, I don't really want any part of it. Like, well, you did it and it's fine, but don't make me culpable or responsible for stuff you do. It's an American story and one that I'm not really interested in taking any pride in. Patriotism.
1: Well, it's not well mine.
0: again, I feel... And, this... also, and then also, the film, it, it, like, compared to actually what the film is saying, what Ryan Gosling has said is really not true at all. The film uh, mentions on several occasions that the, 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 the rivalry with the Soviets that makes this all happen. You know, the Soviets have been sending animals and dogs up there and cats and people... Um, And then there's this whole thing about the first spacewalk. We're going to get the first spacewalk and then the Russians beat them to it. So we've got to get to the moon first. And then at the end, obviously, doing the JFK speech, which I, I felt nothing about the moon in this film. I felt nothing about why it's important and why we want to go there and the wonder of it at all. And so then they bring in the JFK thing at the end of, we do these things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. And... It's it's a you know very very famous speech and it's rousing and you know the and very of very opportune and um, it's like the film cheating your feelings like I I, if I, I felt nothing about the movie before this but you're just going to show me the JFK thing that well, makes it sound important I'm and old inspiring.
1: Enough, I'm old enough to remember watching it on television. I just disagree with you. I mean, I think on the one hand, there's no question it was seen, you know, as an American achievement for sure. I mean, America did it you know, and there was the rivalry with the Russians, so, you know, it was also kind of a conflict about world views, you know, and a conflict between, you know, capitalism, you know, and democracy and communism and totalitarianism. There's no question that those conflicts were at stake. But I also feel that the rest of the world was involved, it was seen as a human achievement, as well as being an American achievement. And it was seen as a human achievement in which, at that point, American ideals and American democracy and American money and American wealth and might made possible for the world, but actually, everyone was enthralled to to the moon. And the moon landing affected everyone. I mean, I do remember seeing it as like a six-year-old, you know, and kind of everybody was gathered to see it. It was it was something that was unimaginable, and it was seen as like, you know, mankind progressing. I mean, like the film says, only like 30 years previously. You know, kind of. There's been the flight over the Atlantic, right? Mm. You know, so so. Um, yes, of course, it was Am- Americans that did it. You know, but I think kind of the world had a stake in that and that achievement as well. They felt pride in it, and and, you know, this is actually I think where America, the sadness of America at the moment, because really America has become the enemy. It's become the the enemy of of progress and learning and democracy. You know, and and a place where people can dream of a better life. You know, you kind of most films you see just Trailer Park people without healthcare shooting up. <laughs> so you know what this moment represented. Uh, I think is kind of an implicit critique, and and yeah, and so um, it was an American achievement, but it was an American achievement in in which. You know, m- millions yeah. of people all over the world felt uh, a share in and an aspiration to and an admiration for having accomplished
0: it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I think perspective has changed a little bit over the years though, and I've definitely heard one too many Americans you know, basically taking it as uh, like, try- like trying to use it to one up America in an argument. You know? mm-hmm. We landed on the moon and you didn't, blah, and I and get sick of that. Um, I, I, I certainly certainly take your point, and actually, I think it's another problem with the film that the the magnitude of, of what this achievement was doesn't feel reflected. Um, but it does. There's all these interviews with people in
1: China. You see interviews. people in China. And...
0: Interviews. What an interview! I, the moon landing scene. I hate it because oh. I didn't feel any sense of how huge this was. Mm. The film actually tries to build tension around it with. The, I mean, the music's so oppressive. The score is not very good throughout. The thing, well at least it's not used well. I think it's mm. it's hugely um uh kind of overused and, and manipulative uh, but in that scene in particular it's really trying to build this tension of are they going to land are they not are they going to route fuel well it's a little bit like titanic like i know how this one ends yes um <laughs> uh, so you know that that kind of falls flat but um then it spends an awful long time with with neil armstrong standing on the foot of the lem before he he places a foot on the moon much longer than i seem to recall it actually happening in real life but i don't know but um but it tri- it's building this kind of huge thing about it, and it would be great if the film had, up until this point, made me feel like this is actually that important. It didn't. Like, the world changed when when he set foot on the moon. You know, what, the magnitude of, of that achievement is incredible. Mm. And, um, you know, I wasn't there. But, um, but, like, but like, still, I can, I can kind of imagine like how huge I was. I can try to imagine. And the film gives me no sense of that. The film doesn't give me any sense at any point that going to the moon was inspiring. Like, not to Neil Armstrong, who's just, I think he is such a passenger, and he's going and he's following what other people tell him to do, and I don't get his psychology around that. Um, not by NASA, to whom it's really... The, the most you get out of NASA is, is we want to do this before the Soviets do. Um, kind of the sense of of, of of learning and progression, all that kind of... Just human exploration that was behind it as well you don't get any sense of um you know you get this one thing from neil armstrong where early on in the film he's uh, nasa talking to him about basically hiring him i don't think he's not in nasa at that point he's a test pilot and they want to get him involved in the gemini project and they say i forget the question it's along the lines of why do you want to go to space or what what inspires you about space and he talks about um you know when you go up there your perspective Changes, yes. Um, but it's like it's a line of dialogue, and I see it nowhere else in the film, I feel it nowhere else in the film. It's, it's lip service, and I don't feel it conveyed at all. So, when you get to the moon, the huge thing that is the most important thing ever the whole centerpiece of the film I felt I don't know why I'm here, and I don't know why the film has not made it important to me. Okay, I can,
1: I can understand that. Um However, I think I think the film does, at various points, uh, convey the idea of, you know, that this is all, what's the word, mechanical and industrial, right? So there's that line of Claire Foy's where she says, you know, you want to reassure me and tell me that you know what you're doing, but you're just boys playing with balsa wood, mm. you know, models. And you get a little bit of the sense of that. I mean, I was kind of very struck by you know the dials and things not working and also the metal of the things being dented you know and kind of wiring failing yeah that you you get you know you get a sense of just how mechanical the technology was right that it was it was mechanics rather than mm. computers right mm. you know um electromechanical and, at least yeah and and that actually kind of made it seem you know both interesting and fragile to me you mm. know that it they did feel like they were in a tin box, you know. Mm, mm.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's only the, the sense of physicality of, uh, like I say, when they're in space spacecraft and so on, is really vivid. Mm. Um, and the film, yeah, the the foley on the soundtrack is doing an awful lot. It's very loud mm. and it's it's crunchy kind of sound effect. So I think it's slightly overdone, but it conveys that sense still. I mean, when. Like really, that's the time that the score drops out for the most part. Is when they're in spacecraft, and it's just these mechanical sounds and the sounds of whooshing and shaking and mm. so on and so forth. Um, very rarely, it seemed to me, does the score come in during those scenes. Yes. Um, I think that, I, and actually, I, th- I think the film has a good sense of that. I think those scenes work really well. I mean, I, I they think weren't they weren't hugely exciting to me, but they weren't boring either. And I, f- I just feel what was going on in them.
1: I think the film's main fault to me, and the reason why so many wonderful things about it don't work, is that the film is structured around the loss of his daughter. Right? You know, so the, the scenes at the beginning, I mean, I think you, you you jolted a bit because they look so schmaltzy, right? Like <laughs> he's with his daughter and he's rubbing his, her hair and, I, you know.
0: I nudged you. Oh, yes. And, and I went, eh. And then she died. <laughs> then, that second she died, and I was like, oh, I, "I timed that badly."
1: So it's, it's really playing it up. So it makes it seem the film makes it seem as if, like, his whole um, mission is, you know, to respond to you know, his daughter and what he said to her at the beginning of the film, which I think kind of dislocates it, right? Because, I mean, for me, the heart of the film is, you know, A, the mission, and B, his family life and his marriage, right? There's so much about the marriage, and actually, Claire Foy is so great in it, you know, from everything, from the way that she's filmed, you know, to to what she does, to her walk, her interactions with the child, I think she's magnificent, really so so this 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 thing with the child as a driving mechanisms of the film just feels false, really, you know, like it just and I think it dislocates the film, mm. you know, so I think it's a I think it's a big problem, and at the end, where he takes her bracelet you know and puts it on the moon, <laughs> I thought like that is just so completely unnecessary, really, mm. you know, um and also negated by the fact so it should be interacting so his loss and grief over the loss of his daughter, you know, is why he's so cool with, you know, his remaining children, right? But on the other hand, you would think, well, it should be a spark, right? Yeah, rather than a distance. I mean, instead of throwing the bloody bracelet onto the moon, he should figure out a way to talk to his boys, right? Like, it mm-hmm. just... It, it just... Oh,
0: and also, the, um, actually, the, the daughter is largely forgotten about for for a good stretch of the film,
1: no she but recurs because she
0: does recur but only a little bit and I, and when it came to the blo- the bracelet right at the end, A was really nonsensical um but b it was like it was bringing up something that, that hadn't been seen in the film for for decent basically I don't think she's in the third act in that respect like she doesn't recur she, she's she's been out of the film that 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 strand of the story has been out of the film for a long time and feels really separate to me as well. now what's it's informative of the character? But, um, you know, it's not like wife... now, that, now that I've done this with my daughter's bracelet on the moon and I've resolved that in myself or something, that like then, th- then that affects my relationship with my wife. I didn't feel like he was connected. It's just well,
1: about him. No, no. I mean, there was that line where Claire Foy asks, "Is, it, is Jason Clark the name of the actor?" I don't know. Um, yeah, Jason Clark. Uh, who plays Edward Hickson, is it? Um, I
0: don't know. I only know the ones from Apollo 13. Anyway,
1: the one the one who got burned and wasn't able to go to the moon. Right. Right. The one who asks him when he's looking at the microscope, you know, uh, and Ryan Gosling tells him, look, if I wanted to talk to someone, I, I wouldn't have left the party. So, you know, basically... Yeah, and then the wife says, has he talked to you about Karen? And... He says no. And then he uh, says, you know, uh, 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 yeah, because it's also clear that he hasn't mentioned her since her death to his own wife,
0: mm.
1: right? So, and then actually there's the progression later on when he does kind of mention her to his pal, right? Mm. So, so actually it's, it's there at very strategic points throughout all of that narrative in a way that I think is not to its benefit, mm. but it is there.
0: I just didn't like that whole strand to be honest I felt um,
1: it, it's false and it actually yes, false it, it sets a it sets a, a, a false horizon of expectations because you know if that's going to be the narrative through fair then actually you know what's you know where, where does clo- uh, the, the wife and the kid and the existing kids fit into it if it's all about this lost one right like it just doesn't make sense and you know, it dislocates the attention from the film. And actually, the other thing about, it's also true to say, because I I do think that the scenes, the home scenes with Claire Foy, I found, you know, really quite extraordinary uh, and really well thought out. And I also thought that all the space bits, you know, were also at least really visually kind of interesting to me. But the interplay between them wasn't well managed kind of narratively, really. You know, so, so this just added one other layer of difficulty, one other kind of, you know, subplot that kind of seems very extraneous or that wasn't th- kind of threaded through properly, really. Um, and, and I think in the light of all of this, you see, then the poster, just Ryan Gosling's, you know, face in a space suit is very, um, it's, it's really false advertising
0: the I, the film just feels uh, full of wrong-headed decisions to you know I mean? uh-huh.
1: Um
0: like I say the, the the whole construction of Neil Armstrong's character and the way he's they tend to to portray him um, the lack of kind of psychological insight you get into him I think the, the lack of feeling of understanding who he is I, I mean I like, I, 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 know,
1: I did feel I understood who he no, was I, I, so
0: I think like um, remember the remember the response that Forrester Gump got back when it came out. That people said this is an awful sort of like this this guy is passive his entire life. Stuff just happens to him, but then like he gets all these rewards and successes. Mm. Um, that's kind of that was the sort of really weird, sub, like maybe subversive thing about that film. It was interesting. Feels like Neil Armstrong is the same kind of guy. In this. No, I don't. I don't agree. He. he
1: you see him at job interviews, and you see him respond. And the thing about him is, you know, he's one of those people who doesn't say anything unless he has something to say, hmm. right? And but even quiet. then, he doesn't
0: say anything. He evades so much. The film doesn't. I mean, the, well, the, that's not true.
1: I don't agree. I mean, there were t- at least two instances where he's with his pals. You know, where actually he's the one who tells Bus Aldrin to keep things to himself. Hmm. I mean, he does it quietly. He says it semi-ironically, but it's very forceful.
0: Yeah, but then on the other hand, the film has these points where he's being asked questions that would really inform you as to who he is and what he thinks, and, the, and he doesn't answer. But it's not like the strategic not answering. It's not, like, it's not like the film saying, in not answering, we learn about him. It's The film just doesn't let him answer, and I think the film is expecting us to to take that as interesting storytelling. Mm. Oh, that whole press conference where he's being asked, you know. It, for for instance, this is another thing that occurs to me: is it worth the cost when they say they've lost so many people? And this is when they've just lost those three pilots in the uh, explosion in the plug plug-in explosion where the plug-in test, and they they all the all, there's a electrical fire and there's so much o- so much oxygen inside the capsule that it, it, it explodes and they just they die, um, and th- and it's starting to get press about like so many people. Uh, are are dying during mm. this this kind of rush to the moon, and he's doing a press conference, and it's because uh, he's just been selected. Now you're going to the moon instead, and uh, he's asked amongst other things, which he doesn't get to answer, is it worth the cost? That's such a great question, and actually that would be so informative of of what he thinks and who he is. Like, and and the film basically cuts away before he gets a chance to not answer. You know, there's one question that he asks during the whole section. It's that, that there's a press conference that's intercut with questions being asked uh, within like a NASA's sort or of boardroom and he's asked questions there again which he doesn't get to answer and one, there's one answer which he gives which is along the lines of here's a just detailed explanation of something that happened it's like it's not a kind of it's just a factual answer to a factual question and there's one in the press conference which was along the lines of do you think you'll come back and he said we have every intention of coming back it's a line that's in the trailer mm. um, which again it's, it's like a it's a glib ironic sort of deflection of a, of a question Actually, anything real, I get, I get so
1: little out of it. But actually, I, again, I just don't read it that way. Because I think, you know, the way that I read his character is that he only says things that he thinks are true and right. And he's very measured in the way that he says things.
0: Yeah, but right. that's it. I, think if, I feel it goes nowhere. I feel. I feel. Well. I learn so little from the way that he answers or doesn't well, I answer. I don't know. Questions. I mean,
1: there's, you know, there's the, the moment where he's told that the people are dead. Right. And you get the feeling that at the end of the line, all they're concerned about is the press, the effect on the press or keeping it from the press and managing the press, you know, and nobody actually mentions the loss of the life. And then kind of you realize that, you know, he's so tense that he's broken his own glass in his own hand and cut himself. Right. I think those things are very telling. Sure. But then then how does it develop? He, he just he goes on with
0: it and it doesn't really come up again. Um, well, it's something that happens right there. So, are
1: you saying that just basically his character doesn't change, and that's a problem?
0: Not, not that it doesn't change, I don't, but but then nothing is is expressed about it about him um, to any appreciable degree, uh, apart from that like that that response where he breaks the glass. Um, the, the question of of is this worth the cost? As as the bodies kind of pile up, has no effect on him really or or at least the effect that it has on him does not come across to me um
1: and it doesn't become a question in the end there's no sense well but maybe i don't know i just wouldn't have focused on that question anyway you know because to me the problem is that he's a man who can't express himself you know and actually that's that's proving very damaging you know to himself and to his children he just can't speak his feelings you know, the so. film
0: brings up that question again. You know, when when they're walking through through NASA, and it's Kieran Hines and the other guy, I think it's Deke, um, and, and um, basically basically Kieran Hines expresses he questions if it's worth the cost, and Armstrong turns on him and says it's a little bit late to be asking that question. So the film is interested in bringing up that question again, and it gives Armstrong you know another chance to sort of say something, well, but again, think, it goes nowhere.
1: Well, I don't think it goes nowhere. I, I mean, I think in a way. You know, through the Kennedy speech and actually through, you know, it is kind of one of, of the glorious moments of, you know, America at its peak, you know, in the middle of the 20th century that it accomplished, you know, this magnificent thing. The only reason why there's a film about it is because that is such an incredible thing. So the film has its own answer. Of course it was worth it.
0: Well, that's silly. I mean, you can't just say that the fact that the film exists means that like, I want the film to, to show me what it's thinking.
1: Well, it showed well, you the moon landing, you but
0: know, it, but, no, I mean, and I it showed it,
1: you everybody across the world, you know, in the most ever, the most seen thing ever, you know, being done. And it also shows you it told him, me. him, it also shows you him bringing back samples, you know, from the moon. I mean, what's at stake is knowledge.
0: Well the film could do a much better job of expressing that because no, no, it tells me, it doesn't show me. It tells me that this is you know this is what we got from the moon. It tells me that everyone was watching it. It 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 shows me nothing. It's it, i was I mean, I was not like I was not sitting there in a grunt the whole way through going, Oh when will it end? I was I was giving it its it's chance. I was really... You were really,
1: saying, I don't understand where this is no, going. Yes,
0: I did. I said to you, I said to you, I don't get it. No, no, I understand. Yeah, understand. I said that to you 20 minutes in, and I said to you an hour and 10 minutes in, I don't get it. Well, But that is that was not an expression of, oh, I don't care. It was an expression of wanting to get it, and not understanding what it was trying to do. And so by the end, I'm going, the film has told me this, that, and the other, and it is about this kind of huge thing, and it's like it has expected me to just go along with it. But I don't think it's put the work. I felt like I was meeting it more than halfway. Mm. I think the film has not put the work in, and not, and, and actually has no interest or even understanding of of what it could be showing. I'm not saying like it even should be showing that like the moon is this wondrous place. Maybe there are other reasons to go there. Maybe there are other things going on. But the film shows me none of that. And so when it gets to the moon landing, and the music is huge, and you have this long thing of you know, the, the long sequence of going to the moon and being on the moon, that. I think the way that is all shot and edited and, and the scored and put together is trying to, to convey this sense of, of magic. And I wonder. think
1: I think that scene is very poor and it doesn't have. It doesn't follow from everything else the film has, has it doesn't, shown it me. It also doesn't give any kind of emotional payoff. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a problem with the film. Um, I think it's a weird
0: failure. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say it's like a bad film, but I think it is really wrong headed in in weird ways.
1: Well, I would agree with that, but I would also say that I personally liked it very much. Um, it, it does have huge flaws. But on the other hand, I never looked at my watch once, no. you know, which, which I've done with other films, you know, that you end up kind of raving about afterwards, actually. So, you know, it really helped my interest throughout. Uh, I think Claire Foy's performance is extraordinary. And, you know, and I, I very much like Ryan Gosling in it as well um structurally it's misguided and i also think there are some aspects of mise-en-scene that are to me very wrong-headed so you know it's a mixed bag uh and certainly don't go to see it if what you expect is like a sci-fi action film because it's not what it is at all no,
0: it's it's not like it's not like a version of Apollo thirteen. Mm. You know, like that is just that is straight up. So sort if of, you know space disaster, or whatever. Obviously, this isn't a disaster movie, but it it's not doing any of those. It it's it, it kind of shares some of those structural things about like what going to space is like. But then it is trying to do something different with them. But I, like I say, I think it's it's in this weird place where like it's it doesn't want to be so conventional as to be just like a mediocre biopic that you've seen mm. before at the same time it, it 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 doesn't want to go so far down like the art movie route that it alienates people mm. I think it gets stuck in the middle somehow mm. um,
1: so I think a good way to end it is that you know Damien Chazelle though seemingly now con- con- consecrated you know by the industry is actually for us at the moment uh, uh, you know his, his directorial talent and, and career to now is actually uh, uh, once more opened up to question mm. rather than in fact kind of you know confirmed as a very good filmmaker we you know uh, uh, I personally thought uh, i I love La la land and I liked uh, um, whiplash very much um and kind of this raises a lot of questions
0: yeah it's it's much more mediocre and and um i i I don't think it's unfair to say
1: mediocre i mean I well, it, I wouldn't but, um, say mediocre I would say misguided <laughs> no. but um i I really was agog at some of the images, and then of course you know your head kicks in and you think well but what why are they there <laughs> what do they mean <laughs> right so so it's not i'm not kind of using this as praise but 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 visually, the film does have a real pull for me you know
0: i i i wouldn't i wasn't um as you say, a gog. As any of the imagery it felt like I'd seen just about every shot before. There was one shot which, which I thought was kind of original, which was um, when they are hurtling towards the moon. Um, there is a shot that it's one of the very few still shots in the whole film. Mm. Uh, it's of the. It's it's a side-on view of the rocket. Um, that's it's it's basically it's had its thrust and it's now detached from everything uh, from all the the lower stages and it's just the the kind of lem and the capsule um, flying off towards the moon that's going to take 4 days and um and it just flies across the screen it looks very small and you get this sense of it having been like fired out of a gun you know what i mean mm. um that it's just it's just been flung and now we hope it gets there and it was just one shot which i thought no one's i haven't really seen it kind of portrayed like that before that was interesting the idea of being kind of let loose in space and just mm. you know hope you get there
1: <laughs> all right well let's wrap it up here yeah
0: I, yeah weird one
1: Okay. I hope it doesn't win best picture I hope oh, it doesn't I, win best director I don't think there's any danger of that um, anyway thank you very much for listening we are eavesdropping at the movies and we are on twitter soundcloud, youtube wordpress and facebook
0: yeah eavesdroppingatmovies.com um, yeah um, one other thing is this, uh, we, we looked at the box office quickly and uh. it surprised the both of us I think it's only surprised me the film's budget is is along the lines of $60, $70 million. And its its weekend box office was about $16 million right. domestic. Um, which, compared to Venom and A Star Is Born, which have already been out for a week, it was half of that. So that's not... Um, they, they, both, well. they both took about $30 million. So that's... That doesn't
1: bode well. No. Um, Especially we'll, because
0: it's a big American story. Yeah. Think, weird one.
1: Well, it's... From all that we've said, it's no surprise that it might not quite connect with audiences.
0: Oh, no, sure. But I guess I kind of thought, like, with the star and with the hype and with the marketing and, you know, and, and with it being a story about the moon landing.
1: And with it being the 50th anniversary of the moon landing.
0: Yeah, I guess I kind of thought, like, it's you don't even have to, to, to think about the film for it to make its money back.
1: <laughs> well, but, you know, if the film had been more emotionally manipulative it might have succeeded in doing that. And actually, that is very arguably... Well, I would argue that it is really a problem with the film, that actually that it doesn't show the American flag, that it doesn't show, you know, the landing itself, like the way that you saw it on television, Mm. that it doesn't have little bits, you know, that audience could attach themselves to and recognize, like playing Fly Me to the Moon, which was, you know, they did... Right, you know, kind of. there's all those, yeah. those memory bits that the film should have been more humble and kind of take, took on board and represented them to us. And, you know, they could have done it from, a, you know, a particular point of view, but actually that they don't bother to do it at all is a problem.
0: I definitely thought they could have showed the, the flag being planted in the moon because, because everything else happened on the moon was so fucking boring, I might as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Goodbye. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh.